0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, December 12th, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Imran Khan, and joining me today is Mr. 30 Under 30, the man himself, Tim Giddings. Tim, how are you doing? I'm
1: doing fantastic. This week, they announced the new 30 Under 30. Did they? And it, and it made me feel old. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, Did... I, I wish that I got it years ago. Mm-hmm. I only had, what, six months of it yeah. being real? Because then all of a sudden, it's like, so I'm 30 Under 30, but I'm over 30.
0: I mean, you, they can't mine. take it away they from me. They can't you. take it away from me. So oh, technically, by those rules, you will forever be under 30.
1: 2019, 30 under 30. Yeah. Yes. They made me immortal, yes. ladies and gentlemen. They had that's no idea works. what they're doing. Yeah, that's how
2: it works, man. Shit, man. Yeah. I gotta yeah. give me one of those
0: awards.
1: I was wondering what <laughs> that weird purple stuff I had to drink was, but now I know. It's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I was just now thinking, like, what is the weather that I would be too pissed off to go out in the day? Like... Because yesterday was a thing of, I'm not going to leave the house because it's raining. Yeah. Today it's like it's moderately cloudy. I'm so not going like, to leave
1: the house because it's moderately cloudy. Yes. I'm not going to leave the house because it's. sunny. What is that sliding scale
0: <laughs> that's going to end up for me like sometime in the future? Like it's a little too hot. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bother with I it. Live your life. Yeah. Man, you know. Baron, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, people are
2: tweeting out this morning. Roger Craig Smith. Or yes. yes. And I had a glimmer of hope, like a little tiny bit of hope the moment I saw his tweet. That it was going to be Sonic Boom too. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: that's what I was about to look up. Was he also a Sonic voice actor? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah he, he is. is yeah,
2: that's, I followed up because I, I retweeted it with like heavy breathing Spongebob of uh, him teasing something for Game Awards tonight. Uh, as some of you may know, he's the voice of Batman in Batman Arkham Origins specifically. Uh, so he has a working relationship with, or he has a relationship with WB Montreal. But then, like, literally th- 60 seconds later, I was like, fuck, he's in Apex Legends. They were doing Apex Legends <laughs> he's shit. He's in everything. Yes. I, yeah, but, like, I'm thinking about, like, relevant, other relevant shit that he'd be teasing. Like, they were, like, doing a whole meetup thing for Apex Legends yesterday, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's something with that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something Sonic. So. Yeah. Get Ben I'm, I'm,
0: Schwartz, Roger Craig Smith, Jaleel White all on stage together. That would sonic be dope. Off. Yeah,
2: do do Monic a big old Monic. see who can run the fastest. <laughs> see uh, <who> can race <laughs> race across race. the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm feeling all right. I've had my ups and downs. Uh, I'm gonna put out my like official uh, um, kind of guessing for the Game Awards of announcements and um, winners and shit like that. And I will tell you right now, one of my predictions is that we're not getting a Batman reveal. So that's you how gotta, I'm feeling.
0: You gotta keep stone hearted just in case, so you don't get hurt.
2: I, it's like it, it's my mind is telling me no. But my body body is telling me (laughs) maybe. Oh, yeah?
1: So, uh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. One of my favorite days of the year, Game Run. Yeah. Game Awards Day. Last
0: year, especially, like, I remember telling Jeff Key, like, this is basically E3 now. And that cut, like, from a news perspective, that's a lot of work. But also, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. great.
1: <laughs> no, but, like, I'm, not to go off on too much of a tangent here, but, like, I, I have always been a fan of the Game Awards in its many iterations. I feel like that's only gotten more true, where mm-hmm. I feel like they've cut a lot of the shit. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point that it's a really refined show. And, like, Jeff... Cares. Jeff listens. And it's, Jeff's easy to make fun of. Sure. Yeah. But it's like I like that even – he's hitting the point where he he's in on it, you know? And it's like so many kudos, so much credit to him for kind of becoming the face of this thing that you said it's like E3. It is, but it's also the only place we get announcements for every console together on one stage. Yeah. That's like true. that's really rad, and that's something so special that you don't see in other industries. You don't see even in this industry. Like tonight is a very special night that awards the the, the nominees and like all the developers and stuff, but also is a great place to reveal your projects and stuff alongside other people revealing their projects, and it, it all feels like it's one big family working together.
0: Yeah. I love that. It's the only place, honestly, that you get like a bunch of Western announcements. Japanese announcements together with co-equal times. Yeah, and like that's usually not the case because most companies will target their stuff for a specific audience. This one, the audience is just like people who play video games. Mm-hmm. So there's like what it's like two, three million viewers. There's a lot of people in that audience that you can just like start your marketing campaign for any given game on. Like what was it? Last year had like the new uh, I forgot the No Man's Sky developer, Hello Games. Yeah, they they had their new game last year. It's a like very cute little thing. If you were the people who just made No Man's Sky, you would probably like aim for something like a little bit more, you know I, for a bigger kind of audience for that kind of thing. Or like mm-hmm. a more casual kind of audience with the Game Awards you can put that next to the Uncharted and The Last of Us and all the Mortal that. Mortal
1: Kombat's and the whatever and you're fine. You're Fuck fine. yeah, Mortal
0: Kombat was announced last yeah, year. Man. That game came out already. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like that's that's so I love video man video games man video games are cool. Speaking of, uh, we are definitely doing a watch along tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna be exciting. We'll all be here watching along with you. If I remember correctly, it is me, Andy Cortez, my man Imran Khan, and Snowbike Mike himself will be joining us. Just fun. Um, but Jeff today tweeted out a video, a little hype video, mm-hmm. um, and I want to watch it with you guys because you, you, you know me. I love the hype, and damn, this was this was great.
2: Give me a second. Just go
1: for say... it, b man.
0: Jeff is good at the hype.
1: He's so good.
2: Hold on, sorry, I'm dealing with OBS stuff. Everything's falling apart.
0: Yeah, no, it's fine. Remember, I'm really excited this year that it's only two and a half hours. Like, I like them, Mm -hmm. but that was that one year it was like four hours long. It's like, that's too much. That is too much. (laughs) All
1: right. Are we supposed to be hearing it? I just love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I love more than strings backing text on a screen. <laughs> <laughs> like this reminds me of so many hype trailers I've made, and like Jeff just he just got and I love that he does it himself. Himokojima edit their trailers themselves because they <laughs> care about it.
0: And Reggie's back. Not a Muppet. <laughs> they could bring the Reggie Muppet. That no, would be don't. a good way. Do you know that time is the pre-show or now?
2: No, no th- I think that's the actual show.
0: Okay, are we hmm. going live for the pre-show? probably not Mm, we'll see we'll figure it out later we may or may not (laughs) did we
1: did we do that last year i wasn't here here well we'll look and we'll see what they did last year the pre-show i'm pretty sure the pre-show is nowadays where it's like all of the sponsored stuff Mm -hmm. um anyways sorry to interrupt your housekeeping there
0: uh, speaking of other housekeeping, Kinda DC is doing a best friend meetup December 14th at 5 p.m. in Georgetown. Details you can find them on twitter.com slash Kinda DC. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Muhammad Muhammad. And today we're brought to you by Manscaped, Brooklyn, and Ann Quip, but Tim. We'll tell you about that later. That's my job. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
1: <laughs> Time for some news. We have
0: four-ish stories today. A big does dozen. First, we got like a smattering of Resident Evil news. I, can't, I couldn't really pick which of these I wanted to do. Good. But Good I wanted all, to put man. all the Resident Evil stuff together. I love that. First of all, looks like Resident Evil 2 will get a secret Resident Evil 3-themed update. It's from Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. You may have escaped the clutches of Mr. X, but Resident Evil 2 looks set to call you back one last time. One more ride. A newly revealed Steam achievement for Capcom's excellent Resident Evil 2 remake suggests a little something is on the way to tease the upcoming Resident Evil 3. A couple of weeks ago, uh. Resident Evil... <laughs> also, Star Wars is somehow involved in this update. Okay. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Resident Evil fans spotted a secret achievement that had popped up on Resident 2's... Resident 2, you're a gamer... Resi 2's Steam Achievement List. Today, it has been on unmasked, and as many people suspected, is a cool link to Capcom's next game. If you've been hiding in a typewriter room for the past 24 hours, then you'll have missed the reveal of Capcom's promising-looking Resident Evil 3 remake yesterday. Its release date is set for third or April 3rd, 2020. Resi 3, of course, takes place over much of the same time frame as Resident Evil 2. Now, Capcom, Capcom's set to offer up a new Easter egg, which links the two games together. Involves finding a letter left within Raccoon City by Jill Valentine, presumably during the ad during the portion of Resident Evil Three, which takes place 24 hours beforehand.
1: Love it.
0: So the actual trophy, I think, by the I looked at it in the Uber in- on the way here. Somebody's already gotten it. They basically updated a letter in the game that shows. Like, it's a letter from Jill to whoever in the police department. Mm-hmm. I Like, the screenshot I saw was in Spanish, so I did not understand it, what the actual letter said. Uh-huh. But basically, that's there now. However, there is, they scraped the actual achievement image, which is what Rely on Horror and Keegan ended up finding. That they found the, scre- uh, the achievement image from Xbox, which is a full 1080p screenshot of what that image is. It's not a small icon, like on Steam and PSN. Uh, Rort Keegan says, Out of curiosity, I went and looked through the Xbox One achievements to see if it had been added there as well. Not only had it been, but it carries a massive clue as to what this achievement could actually relate to. You see, unlike Steam or PS4, same big image things, wallpaper size. Uh, the Remake 3's Jill Valentine is talking to Remake 2's Robert Kendo. This isn't something they threw together, either. This is a unique image that doesn't match to any cutscene in Remake 2 is clearly standing out back of Kendo's gun shop near, Bob his, Kendo. near his little man cave shed or whatever it is. But this specific angle on him doesn't exist in Remake 2. It's also noticeably not raining, something that never lets up in Remake 2. On top of that, the wounds on Kendo's face appear much more recent and fresher than the f- scratches on his face in Remake 2 do. See Remake 2 one more time, I dare you. Unless this is still from Remake 3, <laughs> which would be... pretty cool if Jill ran into Kendo, this seems to suggest that the update will be way more than just dropping a document on her desk. How are these
1: games real? I don't (laughs) understand it, man. I don't understand that we got a remake of Resident Evil 2 Mm -hmm. that was actually amazing. And on top of that, this is the same game that was announced by a dude wearing a t-shirt that says, we do it. Yes. (laughs) We make it, or whatever. Years ago. and it. It was one of those things where for. Every single uh, announcement show, whether it was E3 or whatever the fuck, TGS, Mm we were all sitting there like... Is RE2 going to be there? And it'd be like, ha, 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 you're funny. That game doesn't fucking exist. And then at E3, they're like, hey, bitches, it exists, <laughs> and it looks dope, and it looks, it's a totally different type of game. And then it comes out months later, and it's good. Yeah. And then it's about to win a bunch of Game of the Year awards. And then we're getting Remake 3 so
0: soon. And then they're like, hey, you know what? It's not soon enough. Let's try to come. Let's bridge the gap. You know what I mean? Let's just keep it rolling right in. It's bef- Remake Three is before cyberpunk. It is before games that we already know are coming out when he found out about it the other day.: That's wild.: It's
1: insane, man. I was looking at the 2020 in gaming Wikipedia for no specific reason, <laughs> and it's insane how stat like January and February are, are, are smaller scale. There's a lot going on, yeah. but it's a lot of the like you know, the Kingdom Hearts DLC, or uh, it sounds like 10,000 versions of persona games that I don't understand. <laughs> Um, and Things like that. There's Ori the Will of the Wisps. There's Iron Man VR, right? Yeah. Those are kind of the biggest games of content. The wheels are spinning I saw We're starting to go. Yeah. But then March, man, we get Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and then they're just like, We ain't letting up, bitches. And you just keep on going through like June, but then the list just stops. And that's the <laughs> scariest part about this, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know what Nintendo's doing next year. We don't know when Watch Dogs Legion comes out. When's the last time mm. you thought about that game, Barrett? Never. Right? But it's coming next year man. on top of all these other things. Which made me think, wait, there's so many third party games we don't fucking know about that are coming next yeah, year. Dude.
2: What's up? Is there a Batman game next year? Yeah. Is the there a Batman will be?
0: Is there? I would bet there is one, and I bet it comes pretty early in the year.
2: Pretty early in the year? I would I don't say know. that like I'm on those things, man. Because at
0: that point, like they're not gonna risk rubbing up too close to the next generation. Unless they do, unless they, they do, though, because mm. I feel
2: like it wasn't Arkham Origins that came out within the last year of 360 and PS3, didn't it?
0: Mm, that seems about right. I'll look that up the timeline
2: right. on that one. Um, but do we get
0: even more in question, yeah.
2: even more important than Batman? I feel like right now for me personally, do we get Breath of the Wild 2 next year, uh, dude? I think we do.
0: I bet they're aiming for it. I, I bet mean, that, I agree. Like, to Nintendo, I bet that's the best counter-programming they could have possibly have to new consoles. I
2: mean, can you fucking
1: imagine <laughs> if next year also has Breath of the Wild 2? What wild, the hell man. are we going to do for Game of the Year? Are we all just going to agree to disagree? <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of like this year, you know, but for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
0: I was looking up a, like, what is actually coming out in March 2020 and April 2020 list. This is just notable games. This is not like every game. It. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Neo 2. By the way, those come out Oh, 10 days apart. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Doom 64, Doom Eternal, Bleeding Edge, that new Ninja Theory game, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, Half Life Alex comes out as well. In oh my god. April, Resident Evil 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Predator Hunting Grounds, which comes out on PC now, I've discovered. Oh cool. Trials of Mana, Minecraft Dungeons are all April games. Then literally. The next month, Marvel's Avengers, The Last of Us Part Two, and Wasteland comes out on consoles.
2: Oh uh, well, Wasteland. Right. Still. It's crazy. And uh, then oh,
1: and then what happens, guys? Oh, E3, where they announce all <laughs> oh, a bunch of more shit. <laughs> and
0: yeah. then we get new next generation consoles. And you never know when Nintendo's just gonna pull their like weird like You never fucking know At what this they time last are. year we didn't know about any of the game releases for I this know. year. Like, period. Like, Mario Maker. Like, we knew about Fire Emblem. That was it. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, like, they were not good. We games. had no idea. Yeah. It's insane. And we saw there's still so much to look at. Our I
1: here. can't freaking wait, man. So many games to play. So many games to be announced. So many console generations to change. Yeah. 2020, man.
2: I looked up the timeline here, Imran mm-hmm. Khan. Uh, Arkham Origins came out October 25th, 2013 with yeah. the PS4 launching
0: like, so three,
2: three weeks later. Yeah. So I don't think they really mind about that, especially if they look... Because I feel like Arkham Origins was the game they put out of, like alright, this is what we're putting out for everybody just to like hold everybody off on Rocksteady's next game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I highly doubt that Rocksteady's next game is Batman related, yeah. but they might still be thinking about their relationship together in a similar way of like, alright, we're going to put out WB Montreal's game at the very end of this console cycle to hold everybody off on Rocksteady who will probably be la- making a next gen game. You know, We also have Ghost of Tsushima next year. <laughs> we also have Halo Infinite next year.
0: Jesus Christ.
2: What oh. the fuck is <laughs> next year, guys?
0: I would not also be shocked if we got a new Mario title next year. Uh, fuck! I- so th- you can't do that to us, Imran! It's a 35th anniversary. I know what they've got a couple of big things planned already. I'd don't be curious. Me. I'm not gonna s- what they I are. actually don't know what they are. I no. just know they have a couple of big things. I would not be shocked if one of them was a new mainline Mario title. Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> Let's get back to the news. I can't handle this. I mean, we, we did talk about Remake 3 is coming in April. Mm-hmm. However, with Remake 3 is going to be the most important character introduction of the year okay. of Capcom's newest character mm-hmm. in Project Resistance, Martin Sandwich.
1: Hell yeah, man. What's this, Marty ass up to?
0: This is from Polygon by Michael McWhorter. Capcom's recently revealed Resident Evil 3 remake will include an asymmetrical multiplayer mode called Resident Evil Resistance, in which a team of four survivors must try to escape a deadly experiment overseen by an opposing player controlling a character known as Mastermind. Crucially, one of these survivors, Capcom has affirmed six of them so far, is named Martin Sandwich. Capcom revealed its important information on Twitter today. There's more to this story, but I'm not going to read it. didn't even put it in here, because none of it's more important than the fact that his name is Martin Sandwich. Martin Sandwich,
1: Sandwich, dude. You know, that wasn't his birth name. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, it was just. It was actually just like Martin Scoville, and then he was just like, "I really dig sandwiches." Yes. And then uh, he had it. It was a bigger process with the whole government shirt and all that stuff than he wanted it to be. Um, but at the end, of the end of the day, he made a GoFundMe um, to actually get the money to be able to legally change his
0: name. Did you know judges can actually say like your that name you want to change to is stupid and will not let you do it? That didn't happen here. That did not happen because Martin judge, Sandwich is a fucking great name. The Judge
1: was a big fan of sandwiches too. He lucked out that name <laughs>
0: If you had He's to gr-
1: really lucky, Shirley wasn't the judge that day.
0: If, if like, let's say everyone's born without a last name, they decide their own last name as like when they decide what like they're Han super Solo? into. Yes, what would your last name be?
1: What would my last name be?
0: What would your like, I'm super into this thing? Prime, and then I
1: would change my first name from Timothy to Optimus. Uh-huh. Then my name would
2: be Tim, <laughs> Tim Prime, Optimus Prime. Oh, okay, yeah, but it'd still be Tim Prime, we'd still yeah. call you Tim. You know, I want to
1: change my name to Optimus one day.
2: Mm.
0: I think yeah, you could probably pull it off.
2: Yeah, I've looked
1: into it, but then I stopped. <laughs> it seemed hard and expensive. I'm going to start a GoFundMe. <laughs>
0: I think, honestly, I think you could raise the money for Optimus Prime really quickly. Dude, I,
1: trust me, I know. But you need to use your power for good. The, the, you know, power, responsibility. Spider-Man taught you a thing yeah. or two. The
0: GoFundMe image should be a picture of you and then a picture of Optimus Prime from the movie. Like the the old ass movie where he died. Yeah. Like just to get like next to each other so people can just, just so they know associate. it means
1: something. Yeah. Uh, during I think it was Extra Life last year, mm-hmm. we we said that if we hit a certain number, we were gonna try to legally change my brother's name to Cool Greg Gettys. Yeah. But then we realized like because of his felonies, <laughs> you can't change your name. <laughs> they're gonna think he's trying to hide.
0: More so than he actually is. I I they have not revealed the last names of all the other characters. I really hope they're all named after really dumb lines in Resident Evil like yeah. iconically dumb lines yeah, yeah, yeah. or like s- moments or whatever like, like, like Veronica Rock Punch, Veronica Locksmith yeah
1: you know i'd be i'd be cool with
0: that or like Candace Bingo or what, yeah. like, like stuff like that Candace Bingo
1: I'd or, party with Candace, <laughs> Candace Bingo.
0: Bingo is a fantastic name actually that they should use for something in real life
1: I mean i love it
0: Martin Sandwich is officially our mascot now have you actually seen the picture? He looks like he's not happy about being named Martin Sandler. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: No, man, he's bummed.
0: But th- one thing not to be bummed about is Bethesda's updating Doom 1 and 2 to include select mods like John Romero's Sigil. It's from Alyssa McAloon at Gamasutra. Doom co-creator John Romero's unofficial fifth episode for the original Doom released on PC as a free megawad, which is a fantastic word, by the way. Megawad add-on called Sigil earliest year is headed to the home console versions of the game via an official patch announced today during a Bethesda stream. Sigil was an, uh, announced the other day. Uh, Sigil itself was announced late last year as the unofficial spiritual successor to id Software's original Doom. Though neither id Software nor Bethesda and id parent company ZeniMax were in any way affiliated with the mod's creation, making this official mod or making this official nod of support that much more interesting. Hmm. Much like other Mega mods, the PC version of Sigil requires a registered copy of the original Doom, a 1993 release, to play and was given away as a free add on earlier this year. The Romero did sell collectors' ki- kits of art, the soundtrack, and a flash drive containing the mod around the first time it was announced. It also contained an original soundtrack by Buckethead. <laughs> Sigil's console debut comes alongside two other mods, TNT Evolution and its Plutonia Experiment, that will feature an, in an add on menu set to Evolution. Be Evolution. It's so, evil. like, not spelled Evo. Evil, mm-hmm. so you know it's bad. That will be released in an add-on menu said to be added to the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch versions of Doom 1 and 2 at some point in the near future. So this is a really super cool thing. Like, they're making... I played through that original, like, the John Romero sigil stuff. It's neat. It's, like, super cool. I had never in my life assumed for a second that Bethesda would be like, yeah, let's just put let's it to Doom. Let's just make it real. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that's uh, Bethesda does weird things. Mm-hmm. This is definitely being one of them. Uh, cool. Yeah, but seems very bizarre, and I wonder uh, who this is for necessarily. But hey, I'm, whoever it is, I'm sure they're very stoked.
0: I mean, they've been trying to like make good on that Doom port since they announced it. Of like, yeah, this came out real bad. Like, it. W- I think it only just like part of this update is a 60 FPS update. Wow, which is like, how was Doom not 60 FPS? Like, that's how would you ever play that game? Yeah, that slowly. <laughs> Whew! But it's it's really cool they're doing this. I was recently. I, started, I saw a link on Twitter of like, oh, I found this really cool Doom mod that is somebody remade Castlevania 1 just in Doom. Oh, that's cool. How the fuck did they do that? Really... T- Expertly, okay. Because I I, tra- I started out. playing it, and I was like, this is like this is the exact level design of Castlevania One, wow. Just in a three D environment, 3D, though. yeah. Okay, cool. And like you have the webs, you have like the sub weapons, all that stuff. So like that is super cool, and I kind of hope like they keep kind of going with this. Like I know it's it's probably a much harder thing to put a Castlevania mod into do yeah. than it is to put John Romero's thing. Yeah, licensing. Yeah, <laughs> cool though. Yeah, I don't think this would have ever happened to John Carmack. Was still it, did, but <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm honestly. I'm so interested to see that like Doom TV show.
1: Is it Doom TV show? Have
0: not like so? It's Masters of Doom. It's about the creation of Doom. Oh. Uh. And they have that one guy. I. I'm blanking on what he was in. Have you ever seen American Vandal? Oh yeah. He was one of the The main dude. Not Wait, the main dude. The dude, guy with the long hair. The guy with the long hair. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's so playing John Romero. Good
1: man. Holy shit. Oh, I, is,
2: I vaguely remember this. They announced this at like a game thing, right? They announced this at their uh, E3 conference, didn't
0: they? They either that's the E3 or QuakeCon. It one was of one two. of those. Because
2: yeah. I remember it being really weird. of like, what, why are they talking about this here and why now and stuff. I think you're thinking of something different. Really? I think you're thinking of what I'm thinking. The Ubisoft, what you think? is
1: the Ubisoft thing that was like Silicon Valley.
2: Oh, yeah. I that's guess that is what I'm thinking of. The Apple TV. No, I, I yeah. remember. Or I, it must have just been a headline, I remember, of someone being cast to play John Romero.
0: This yeah, was super recently like a month ago. Okay,
1: okay. One of the biggest bummers of my life is that we're not going to get American Vandal season 3.
0: I know. What the fuck? They canceled that series.
1: It's bullshit. Like it's so There's fucking no justice. good.
0: If if you've not seen American Vandal, you should watch. It seems so crass at first. I was like this this seems dumb and like I'm not going to get into it's this. It's brilliant. It's one of the like surprisingly best acted things on Netflix.
1: Seriously. Did you watch season 2?
0: Yes. It's fucking fantastic.
1: I mean, like, it's uh I want three man.
0: It's like an incredible character drama that's like set up as like against a haha people shit in this thing. Like no, this is a great like I guess you call it a mockumentary. Like yeah, utterly Android. fantastic. So
1: fucking good. Yeah.
0: All right. Gonna throw in a required reading. This is uh, gamesindustry.biz is doing like a couple of like twenty nineteen reviews and they put up one today that somebody DM'd me about. But it's Basically catalogs the entire Epic Game Store thing this entire last year of how that went from, like, hey, we got some exclusive games like Hades to, like, straight-up toxicity and harassment and death threats. And, like, it does a fairly even-handed thing of this is why people are pissed. This is where it went way too far. Hmm, interesting. So go on to gamesindustry.biz. The uh, the headline is Epic's Exclusivity Push Leads to Ugliness. I recommend that. I recommend some of their other PR, like, P- 2019 reviews, like they have one about PR disasters, which is really good too. And I, I got wonder-
2: a, I got the the link in the show notes for oh. for y'all if you want to. Good there. Cool.
0: Also, we're gonna end on a or end the news on a good positive note. Naughty Dog is donating Jack and Daxter proceeds to charity. The Naughty Dog being a good boy. This is from Evan Wells, the head of Naughty Dog on PS Blog. This year, we're celebrating Naughty Dog's 35th anniversary. And we, as we look back at the games we've made, the Jack and Daxter series holds a special place in our history. From the original Jack and Daxter to Jack X Combat Racing, each game allowed us to try new ideas and evolve and grow as developers. Over the last year, we've been thrilled to team up with Limited Run Games to preserve the original classics as physical releases for the PS4. The response from Jack fans has been incredible, with collector's editions selling out within hours and standard editions selling out selling within the first week. However, we wanted to use this opportunity to not only celebrate the Jack franchise, but to support causes we believe in. Today, I'm excited to announce that we will donate all money received by Naughty Dog from limited-run games sale of Jack and Daxter, Jack 2, Jack 3, and Jack X Comet Racing to several incredible charitable organizations. a list of the organizations here, K9 for Warriors, Dope. Child's Play, Surf Rider Foundation, LBGT Center, for Los, Center of Los Angeles, Able Gamers, and Daggers, D-A-G-E-R-S. We're proud to lend our support to these groups advocating and advancing important work for accessibility, environmental conservation, veterans, and LBGTQ plus community and children's hospitals. This wouldn't be possible without you, our amazing fans, our partners at Sony Interactive Entertainment and Limited Run Games, who have championed and supported this vision from the beginning. So that's fantastic. They're like, they're not making any money off this. Very cool. We're donating all the charities.
1: It's interesting to me that they announced this after selling. Yeah. Like I wonder what the reasoning behind that is because usually it's the type of thing that you'd want to get ahead of and be like, hey, every like all the proceeds go to charity
0: mm-hmm.
1: as you're selling them to entice people even more to buy them. Yeah, you know. But whatever, either way, they're doing it. That's cool. It's, wonder, not, like, it's not like they didn't sell; well, they sold out. Yeah. So I wonder if it's just like a thing at some point thing. they decided, yeah, like yeah,
0: well, like there's no point in us having like this is cool for fans, but like this is not like, such a huge like it's not operating income. Yeah. 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 Cool. Good for them, man. Do you think they ever go back to Jack? (sighs) No.
1: Absolutely not. And I'm okay with that. Uh I was never a big Jack fan. Um, I was a huge Crash fan, and I felt that Jack kind of took... The platforming in a direction that I didn't really like. Yeah, like, well, I was a bigger Mario guy <clears throat> than I was uh, Donkey Kong '64 or Banjo guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Something about like the open world platforming just didn't do it for me. And, and, and Jack was, was kind of like too much in that direction for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I loved how beautiful the game was. Like th- that was the first game. that was like there's no loading anywhere. You see, you can go there. Uh, like I remember the PlayStation Underground DVD that came with a uh, official PlayStation magazine. That, like, t- showed, like, a video interview about the making of Jack. And, like, they went through this whole tech demo of, like, doing the whole, th- the, the Vista over there. You
0: can get on that mountain.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to get on <laughs> that mountain.
0: Has every game with an open world-ish or, like, open thing said that line?
1: Yeah, but I feel like Jack was the first one.
0: I'm trying, I, I remember seeing it in a review for Ocarina of Time. I don't remember it was ever part of the marketing. I would marketing. Jack. But I don't know, yeah. Because I remember people being like, if you see that Death Mountain in the distance, you can actually straight up go there. Well, the
1: there. bigger thing with Jack, though, is that you can go there without loading. Yes. It's all one world, and then you can just go there. You don't need to hit a screen. Right. So that was the big difference. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just didn't really vibe with Jack. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like they, the PS2 generation was such a weird one for games. Like w- When you look at like NES games, the sequels were always weird, and the third one would go back to to being a bit more traditional, like mm. with Castlevania, with Mario, with Zelda. Um, I feel like PlayStation 2 had an era generation had a similar thing where you look at like Prince of Persia, uh, where you go from Sands of Time and Warrior Within <laughs> is just so much darker. And then mm. uh the third one. They kind of pulled it back. It was, they yeah. pulled it back a little bit. Um, and the same thing kind of happened with Jack, where it's like two was like, we are Grand Theft Auto. And then three kind of brought it back a little bit. Somewhere like met in the middle. Yeah. But those games that were more fun and enjoyable, but I still they just never hit with me. It was Grand the Theft like Auto I feel like Ratchet at that point, yeah. like had my interest.
0: Jack 2 was Grand Theft Auto, but in like a really weird way, like if you bumped another car, you, you I forget what happened, like you'd be arrested or the car blew up or something weird like that. But it it didn't quite have the people at that time or developers at that time were like, "Well, Grand Theft Auto is so cool. We need to like this is where video games are going." And for the turn of part they were right. Yeah. But they didn't quite n- grasp how to do it. So there was a couple of there was a weird era of we're gonna try some shit and see if it works out and I think some of those experiments were good and some of them. I feel
1: like I I never gave the Jack franchise a a really fair shake. Mm -hmm. Uh, At some point, I should go back and and play through them, see what I'm missing. Because I I remember watching a YouTube video of the story and being like, "That's some dope shit." I remember there's like a twist at the end of three that I was like, "Yeah, good high, baby."
0: They all. I mean, they're on. There are on PS4, right? Mm-hmm. You're wrong to tell us.
1: Yeah, they are. Okay. I mean, that's what the, the, the sales of this is going for.
0: Uh, I didn't know if that was ever like a. Okay, physical editions for the PS4. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. okay. But yeah. Do you think Naughty Dog will ever make a game that's not humans again?
1: Potentially that. I, I don't know. I just can't imagine them not making just a giant AAA title. Yeah. But maybe they can just have a smaller game come out uh, just as like a weird like side thing, you know? And at that point, like, Jack wouldn't be out of the question. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if th- there's enough demand for i uh, I'm a just Jack. curious.
0: I'm like, I'm, is there anyone at Naughty Dog being like, we should just fucking go back to Bandicoots? I mean, trust me, dude.
1: <laughs> I'd lose my freaking mind if Naughty Dog announced they're making a Crash Bandicoot game. <laughs> that is That's the only hope of a new Crash Bandicoot game being good.
0: I mean,. You say that hours before, there's a decent chance a new Crash Bandicoot game will be. I'm extremely excited remastered. to
1: see what it is, but the chances of it actually being good are are fairly slim, I would say. But yeah, maybe not good. Great,
0: because they did add extra levels to those Crash remasters. No, Didn't
1: they? they they just added unfinished levels. Okay, so
0: those are levels that were already like yeah. designed. Yeah. Okay. So. So we don't. We haven't seen really them stress their yeah. legs on that, and side. like
1: they really give a shit, and they made those uh, ports excellent, but. Mm-hmm. That's different from, That's making, different a from game. making a new game. So yeah. we'll see. I'm going to keep my mind open.
0: Yeah. But the idea of a new Crash game, Tim, is so <laughs> far so away. It's so far away. A couple hours, <laughs> probably. If I wanted to know what's coming to the mom and grot shops today, where would I look? The
1: official list of upcoming software across each and every pa- platform. As listed by the Kind of Funny Game show shows each and every weekday.
0: <laughs> yeah. Out today. Path of Logic 2 Part 1 is out on Xbox One. Genso Sky Drift is out on Switch and PC Cardpocalypse out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch Super Epic The Entertainment War is out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC Jamestown Plus is out on Switch and PC Detroit Become Human is out on PC Winter Resort Simulator is out on PC Parody is out on PC and Mac Unlock the King 2 He's on a PC and Mac. Yuletide Legends. Who framed Santa Claus? What <laughs> did a- he do? <laughs> Couldn't he give his hands out the cookie jar? I would play a murder mystery that's like Santa did it. Like yeah. a Phoenix Wright style game. Yeah. It's like Santa's the... You, your job is to get Santa... I was going to say get Santa off. It's to get... Get an acquittal for Santa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would play that game and like... Hmm. What would be the twist in that game? Who would be the actual murderer who's setting up Santa? Jack Frost. Oh, yeah. Jack Tim Claus. Allen. <laughs> He wants his job back. <laughs> Tired of the war on war? Christmas. All right, let's see this this uh, game. This oh, Cat Lady, the card game is out on PC. Mm, meow. Beat School DJ Simulator out on PC and Mac, and Pivot is out on PC. So let's pivot to this Cat Lady video.
1: Those are all cat-related things, Imran. Is this? There's tuna. There's milk. There's yarn.
2: Is this like a?
1: It's not memory.
2: Oh, the way it was like set up for a second, I thought it was um, Gwent, but for cats.
0: Neont.
1: Neont. Yeah, what is this game? I don't know. I don't like it. Get it away from my eyes. I like how
0: this trailer is just not explaining anything. It's just like <laughs> a short video of gameplay.
1: <laughs> it is what it is.
0: New dates. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition has been pushed from January 2020 to a more vague summer 2020. Mm. The game will release on PS4, Switch, Switch, iOS and Android with crossplay and cross save across all versions. Cross, cross, cross. I really, I like that game on GameCube. I didn't. I, I never finished it. I always heard like the best part of that game was like the last stage. Oh, yeah. I just never got there. See, I was
1: an anti teen. Uh-huh. I was like, give me my Final Fantasy X stuff, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't, if, if, if I don't get Tetis, if I don't see no leaderhosen, I don't want anything to do with these little dudes.
0: I'm eager to tell, like see, because now with this game would be terrible without crossplay. Mm hmm. Cross save is interesting because like I don't see anyone buying more than one version of this game, but true, I, I would love to be able to play this with people who own it on Switch and I guess even iOS and Android.
1: I want them to just re-release Four Swords Adventures. Yes, but hell make yes, it, like just playable.
0: <laughs> like they released that Pac-Man game on Switch, the Pac-Man yeah. versus,
1: which is awesome. Yeah,
0: like why not bring the other t- like the tentpole. Of the GBA, the weird ass GBA experiment on GameCube, yeah. Of Four Swords Adventures, God, they
1: experimented with such weird shit, man. Yeah. Remember the the e-reader?
0: Oh yeah, that was a big thing on Game Boy. You Advance. had to scan like ten cards to get a new Mario three level.
1: But there was a new Mario three level. Yeah. That's crazy. And they're good levels too.
0: Yeah. Now you don't need that. Now you can just scan a QR code. Yeah. And not an that you can't, because on Switch, like you log into a download or whatever. E's Memories of Silk or Selceda. Coming P- west to PS4 in spring 2020, it's a PS4 sh- version of a well-loved Vita game with 60 FPS, HD graphics, dual audio, and new controls to replace the Vita touchscreen mechanics. Deal of the day! There's more TGA sales. So there's sales on the games that are nominated for the Game Awards. M- like cool. mostly Like Death Stranding is obviously not on sale. But like a lot of other stuff, like Control and Outer Worlds and things like that.
2: Katana you- Zero is like nine bucks. Yeah. Play that game.
0: Play Katana Zero. There's on PSN, XBL, and Epic Games. I don't know if there's a Steam sale for it. There's probably like, a loose sale for it, because those mm-hmm. games are probably also on sale on Steam. But like, you can find those games on sale if you want to buy them today. It's also time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you can get the show ad-free. But speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by... Many people. Before
1: we get to that, though, I have a question. What's your
0: shirt? Uh, I'm wearing... A Ryu Hayabusa shirt. Yeah, you are. I was. I was like. I was in
1: between. I was like, is that Ninja Gaiden or is it Messenger or something? Because it it does just look like a generic ninja. It doesn't really scream Ryu to me. I'm I'm wondering why you're wearing that.
0: I'm holding out some hope. Yeah. I don't know anything. Holding out for here. Holding out some hope.
1: Smash Bros. We're getting the DLC tonight.
0: We got a question about all this. Okay. We'll get to that later because now
1: it is time for some ads. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Brook Linen. Making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care. You spend one third of your life in your sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? I know I do. And that's why I use Brook Linen. I use it. Greg uses it. Who could you trust more than these two gentlemen? Uh, lucky for you, Brooklyn and celebrating the days, their days of gifting with daily promotions on different items. Home of the internet's favorite sheets, Brooklyn and got over 50,000 five star reviews and counting. Uh, Greg uses Brooklyn sheets. He loves them. I use Brooklyn and sheets. I love them. They're super easy to order, super easy to match, ton of different color combinations. You can go in, mix and match your duvets to your sheets to your pillowcases, all the other things that have names that I don't really understand. But it's easy to understand because you just go there, you look. You don't need to know the names. You just see the pictures, Barrett. I know you like pictures. I do. Uh, They moved beyond the bedroom to offer essentials for your bathrooms like towels. Shower curtains and bath mats, and even launched ultra-soft loungewear. Uh, this holiday season is likely your mission to make you and your loved ones comfortable as well. So why not give them the gift of softness and give the gift of Brook Linen? Uh, right now, Brook Linen. .com is having their Days of Gifting, where each day they have a promotion on a different surprise item. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all of their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get access to Brooklinen's Days of Gifting event and free shipping is to go to brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And if you're just hearing this and it's after the holiday season, you can still use the promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com for 10% off and free shipping anytime. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Next up, Quip. We all love Quip. I use Quip. Greg uses Quip. Nick uses Quip. Kevin uses Quip. We're just a Quip, 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 Quip. Barrett? I use Quip also uses Quip. Uh, that's why Quip is the perfect, thoughtful, and practical gift with an electric toothbrush, reliable floss, and toothpaste, all intentionally designed to make good habits simple. The Quip electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations and a timer with 30-second pulses to guide your routine, and the Quip floss dispenser has pre-marked strings so you always use the right amount. They Just think of everything here. Uh, join over 3 million happy customers and check everyone off your list, your gift list right now with Quip. Go to getquip.com games to save on gift sets and to get your first refill free with a refill plan. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. Getquip.com slash games. Finally, shout out to Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes, they need to be a thing of the past. Uh, it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. My balls are looking good. Greg's balls are looking better. All thanks to the Lawn Mower 2.0. It has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower. Uh, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And let me tell you, Imran, you don't want your balls to chafe. Absolutely that not. not feel good. Um, speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm thankful for their Crop re- Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And the products smell good, which matters a lot for people that are going to be down there. It uh, is the season to manscape, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all. <laughs> the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. You can get 20% off with free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Use the code GAMES at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you.
2: Really quick, before we move on, we've got some breaking news. This comes from Reset Era. Nanobiologist sent this in.
0: Hmm. They added crossplay to Mortal Kombat 11 in a patch and didn't announce it. They just added crossplay. It's the little the thing says, version 1.1.3 or 1.13. Add crossplay, general bug fixes, gameplay updates. It's a different time, man. Isn't it di- like I guess it's We're not a big all deal in anymore.
1: This together.
0: Like it's literally just not a big deal anymore, which yeah. is a weird thing because like once literally- you break the
1: wall down, it's fucking over. Like I'll never forget Greg Miller coming back from E3 just being, or from Judges Week and being like, "Tim, come here," and he like closed the door. He's like, "You're not gonna believe what Modern Warfare is doing." <laughs> like the, they just did a presentation, and then we walked in a room, and there was PS4 controllers and Xbox controllers, and we
0: could just play together. Yeah. I like, remember that. That's fucking crazy. Because like they said it at the thing of like, and yeah, this year we're going to have full cross play. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. Like,
2: And they did. Yeah. They did. And now here it is, Mortal Kombat. I'm I, get- I imagine this was supposed to be a thing for tonight of like. Yes. Yeah. like So the, this, I think, wasn't supposed to go up when it did. I'm staying off reset hour for the rest of the day.
0: <laughs> we still got our own predictions to make. Five Star Man writes and says, hey, Tim and Imran, the Game Awards are tonight and I'm hyped, mostly for the new trailers and reveals we are going to get. What do you expect to see get announced? Also, since we have the King of Hype on the show today, what is something, even as unlikely as it would be, that would get you the most hyped to see? So let's start with the first question. What do you think is going to happen? Because Jeff came out today and said (sighs) that some things people expect are going to be there are not going to be there. Who knows what that'll be? Because we've we've all thought everything under the sun—from Batman to Elden Ring to a new Smash character—will be there. But what do you expect, realistically? That
1: statement makes me feel like he's talking about Breath of the Wild too. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, Interesting. But also, dude, Jeff is that statement makes me think about Batman. (laughs) Like he he's really good about like doing the whole I don't know, we'll see, and like saying vague things like that, so that if the hype thing does happen, it's still hype. You don't want to deflate hype ever. Right. Right? Like, that's the whole point yeah, of Yeah, it was hype. very
0: out of character for him. So I was wondering if he was setting expectations for something or – I don't
1: think so, man. Like, this show is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, when you look at the last couple of years, like, this is a place you announce things. big, mm-hmm. Right? So I, I think that we're going to get some bangers tonight. Um, I, I – do feel like we're going to see Crash Bandicoot, and I'm extremely excited for that. What would blow my mind is Crash and Smash like that. There's Ooh. no announcement that could ever happen that would be more in the Venn diagram of Tim's interest than that. Right. Um. But I I don't know. I'm just this is a weird Game Awards for me where mm. I'm going in and I'm just like there's nothing that I'll be let down by. Like I I know we're going to get some really cool stuff. Yeah. I'm excited to see what it is. Whether it's Metroid or Breath of the Wild, whatever Nintendo does, I'm excited to see it. Even if it's as "quote unquote" little as just a new DLC character for Smash. I, yeah, like I would be shocked if I'm disappointed by someone they choose at this point. Because if it's Ryu, fuck yeah, that's awesome. He belongs in the game. If it's Crash, you guys won't ever see me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if it's, it's Crash, I'm put all the island. water off the table. Like, yeah. the second that trailer yeah. starts. So,
1: so we'll see. You know, but I. I I'm very excited to see what we get tonight because I think we're gonna get some really cool, mm-hmm. shocking reveals. Mm-hmm.
0: But what, like, theoretically, if you could do any like dream announcement, I mean, is dude, it still Crash and Smash or
1: yeah? Because like that's the thing is like we're just at a point with video games that like I'm running out of things to ask for. The year of dreams turned into <laughs> year of dreams two, year of dreams three, decade of dreams. It's like what the fuck's happening next? Decades, man? decades of dreams. Like we just got Resident Evil three remake announced.
0: Like. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm just like I, I don't even want to ask for anything. Just show me the money. Honestly, like I'm thinking about it, like I'm not sure what I would ask. Like I know it wouldn't happen here, but a Mario, Odyssey, like a new Mario,
1: a new Mario, yes. a, seeing Metroid Prime in any form, whether it's the trilogy or like actually Metroid Prime Four. You know what? You know what? Actually, would like get me fucking extremely hyped. Would be a 2D Metroid. Oh yeah, like cool. a new 2D Metroid.
0: I I mean the end of uh, what was like, Samus Returns totally teased one. Yeah. Like they showed, like not even a like remake again, but a sequel to Metroid Fusion. I want. I would. I would be totally down. Like they've got to be working on something. What else is Mercury Steam doing? They've not put out any other games in the last in the year since Samus Returns. Yeah. I think they gave up on the MMORPG they were working on or whatever kind of whatever game it was. Yeah. yeah. But people do have other expectations, and there has been a bingo card floating around.
1: There is. Can you bring it up, please? Yeah, I can. Cameron Kennedy, the man, the myth, the legend, made this bingo sheet. Uh, we're going to play along with this, which is which is fun. Some of these, less expected than others. But uh, we got The Rock has a message.
0: I can see that, especially because it's attached to Jumanji 2.
1: Yosef uh, Fares says, I swear.
0: He's probably going to be there. He was teasing motion capturing on t- his Twitter recently. Kojima hugs Jeff. Yep. Jeff hugs Kojima.
1: A hug hugs will be- happen yes. between them. A Stadia trailer. <laughs> mm, for could- Stadia itself or a trailer? Containing Stadia.
0: I could see, like... We'll definitely see the Stadia logo on some things. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we'll see a trailer, like, from... Because that doesn't seem Google's beat. Like, I don't think they go for this audience.
1: I mean, they should. They should, yes. Everyone should be there. Maybe they're rethinking things quite a
0: bit over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Someone
1: says the word meme. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Batman game trailer. Nope. (laughs) We'll see. Maybe.
2: There's another one on here that I think is more likely than the Batman game trailer. I,
1: I think that... A Batman
2: game trailer. I would say it's likely. I I like I would when I saw the tweet this morning, Tim, I was at like fifty fifty. I was like, it's gonna be fifty fifty yes or no. And then the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm thinking like it's ten percent yes and ninety percent no. I
1: I understand <laughs> the history of how they've announced Batman games does not line up with this, but in twenty nineteen the Game Awards is where you announce a Batman game. I think. But yeah. I wouldn't be so if they don't, I'm gonna be like, all right, I get it. Dragon Age, no. No, too Like They had the teaser last year. Uh, Tony Hawk, no.
0: I I don't think that would be. I don't think
1: a game. Just Tony Hawk being there? Yeah. I don't know. Hydrobot fight fights someone. Speaking of
0: Tony Hawk, breaking news that Megan Fox from the Showcase alumni for Skatebird. Gotcha. She has announced that the Skatebird has a free demo on Steam right now as part of the Game Awards Festival. So if you want to try that super cute game. Her name is Megan Fox. Interesting. It's always been very confusing for me because Reb also works with, like... Or has done interviews with her. She's like, oh, I got a Megan Fox interview. I'm like...
1: got The Transformers lady? The seminal lady? classic Transformers 2, <laughs> Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, Blitzchung, shout out. Yeah. You think so?
2: Yeah.
0: I think somebody will do it. Yeah. I don't know. I
2: don't know if they name him. I think someone will at least, like, talk about that, like, bring up that situation.
0: Yeah, they will call out, like... Companies that aren't doing the right thing or whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, award
1: speech becomes political, met with cheering. Which is exactly. I think those will yeah. be tied together. Yeah. Uh, Smash character announced. Yeah. I, this I was like a little bit space. back and forth, but I think that it's happening.
0: I think it either has to happen here or it has to happen like a very early January direct. Which I don't think we're
1: getting. I mm. think we're getting a February direct. So because of that, I think it has yeah. to It be has February.
0: to be out by February.
1: Uh, like people, f- in, in, people get angry in chat. It's a free space. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, they try to trick us. I don't know what that means. So last year they they tricked us with uh, Mortal Kombat.
0: Oh where, yeah, like, they played it's like a the trailer, nominees
1: are. And then it like cut away, and then Mortal uh, Kombat yeah. came up. Okay, okay. I, they did it last year, so I don't see them doing it again. But yeah, I'm saying no. depends on
0: like I always figured Ed Boon was like this is the way I want to ha- show this thing.
1: Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Avengers character announced. Yeah, yeah. I could see it. Yeah, it's it's right. Who would you that, say that's the place? I don't know. Let's see who's. Spider Man Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: Spider Man would be great for this actually.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Put on the books. A dog. Yes. Yeah. Do you think a dog will be on stage?
0: It people did that at E three and it worked out fantastically. Yeah. I'm gonna say
1: we don't see a physical dog. (laughs) Okay. That's there might be a dog in a video or something, but Mm -hmm. like I want a dog in the audience. (laughs) Get Paul Bernthal back dog out there. on stage. <laughs> I was actually once told. Dog that, in the building is what I'm saying.
0: I was actually once told that the Paul. His name is Bernthal, right? Yeah. That, uh, John Bernthal. John Bernthal. I keep calling him Paul for some Bern- Bernthal. Burn? The, Burn. The Walking Dead sure. guy. Yeah. That shame. when he came out to Ubisoft's thing. I'm going to tell you, son. He was not supposed to bring. Like, the whole thing with the dog wasn't supposed to. He just had the dog backstage. Then, like, maybe five minutes before, is was like, can I take the dog out there? Like, Fuck yeah. yeah dude.
1: Sure, do it. A Doug Bowser joke.
2: Yeah,
0: the, Nintendo loves that joke. They do. <laughs> they really fucking yeah.
1: do. <laughs> was
0: that that was E3, right? Where it was like a like mm-hmm. an extended yeah, like it was like a two minute joke of like Bowser just being on screen. Gotta and apparently it. that was like for the Japanese version. of The direct they wanted to explain the joke in subtitles because his name just Koopa there.
1: Got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, Harry Potter game announced.
2: This is the thing I think is more likely. I think it's also likely. I think yeah. it's
0: pretty likely. I don't good. think it's
1: gonna be
2: both. But like, no, I think it's what, and that's why I think like. The Batman game trailer is like a 90-10 split for me. The Harry Potter game announced, I I would say, is like a 60-40 for me. 40% likely, 60% not likely, you know? A movie actor is uninterested.
0: I mean, Mads and Rita are for sure going to be there. I,
1: I don't think they'll be uninterested. I feel like Jeff's gotten much better about having people there that want to be there. Yeah. So...
0: Though there is sometimes when, like, people who do want to be there but just don't know how to act interested. Yeah. Like, the Rooster Brothers last year. Yeah. Super exciting they were there. Mm-hmm. They seemed like they were dead tired.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, a Zelda game trailer. I'm 50-50. I'm 50 too.
0: There's yeah. been more Game of the Awards with Breath of the Wild than there's been without them.
1: It's true. It's a very good point.
0: Like, it was, there was that Miyamoto and Onuma yeah. one. There's one with uh, Bill and Nate. Were there? Uh, There's the DLC one, so they've been. Bethel Wild has been there a while. Nintendo likes to put that game there because I guess it's an audience match for it.
1: Yeah, Keanu Reeves shows face. Yeah,
0: I think Jeff for sure tried to get him. I don't know if
1: I I definitely like. There was an attempt, undeniably. Yes, statistic used to legitimize games is a thing.
0: I could see it. Yeah, even if it's just like last year, X number of billion people watched and like celebrated the game industry.
1: Some food-related deal.
0: We already know about the Subway Eat Fresh game of the year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: another free Uh, space. Metroid-related thing.
0: I'm putting that 70-30. Ooh. Not not toward it, against it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I could reasonably see a Metroid Prime 4 trailer, because I think that game is far long enough for a trailer. Maybe not like a full, like, we just cut this together last night kind of thing, but like a... I hope so.
1: I will be so fucking hyped if we see Metroid Prime. Because that, if we see it, that means it's probably next year. Like, I, this is just fucking stupid dream talk of dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine if next year we got Metroid Prime 4, Breath of the Wild 2, and a Mario game?
0: I mean, that was basically 2017. I know. Like, I know.
1: But imagine if Nintendo did it again, <laughs> and they did it next year. If You need to refer to the beginning of this episode where we lost our minds about 2020. Imagine if they also did that.
0: <laughs> like, all that stuff plus Animal Crossing, that's... A t- that's a ton of stuff. And, like, I know they've said they're not working on Splatoon 3 yet. I think they're working on Splatoon 3 because they ended Splatfest. That's usually when they start yeah. making those next games.
1: Oh, man. Death Stranding wins most awards.
0: I could. I don't know. I, I saw an argument from somebody yesterday saying, like, it may not. Like, there were device, divisive reviews, but the reviewers aren't the only ones choosing the game awards. There's a, like, audience weight. There's, yeah. like,. People outlets in general. There are people who are made up of people who like Death Stranding, but didn't necessarily re- like review that game. Wins the
1: most awards I could see happening because I don't see any, many other games nominated in too many categories that yeah. I think that they're gonna win. Whereas Death Stranding, I think could sneak away it, with it. Yeah, it we'll costs see. a lot of categories. Yeah, we'll see. I
0: don't, I don't personally fully see it sweeping, but maybe that's just my own bias for other games. But I, I would bet it wins, like, a would say it winning Best Soundtrack. Because, like, Chip is performing. Yeah. Like, that's usually the case when they get the performers they know. That's usually a lock. We'll see. Yeah. I'm curious. Th- it did win IGN's, like, uh, what do you call it? The Player's Choice Award, mm-hmm. which makes me think it's going to have some real sway in. Yeah. The 10% g- of the vote. All right. Greg from Edmonton writes in and says, Good morning, Tim Ron." This is the first year since 2005 that I haven't played any of the nominees for Game of the Year from the Game Awards Spike Video Game Awards. I knew it wasn't a great year for video games, but realizing that I was willing to wait for every single game on that list to go on sale before playing them showed me just how bad of a year it was. Do you think this could be the worst, worst year for video games for the 21st century so far? There haven't been there have been any standout games this year compared to the previous years for me, at least. Keep up the great work. No. I disagree with that premise completely. Me, yeah, me
1: too, man. Like, I, I think it was a great year for video games. I don't think it was the best year of all time for video games yes. like we've been getting the last couple Honestly, of years. I
0: think 2014 was worse than this year.
1: 2014? That was the
0: Bayonetta 2, Shadow of Mordor, Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, like that. that's... Uh, anybody that's saying that like this wasn't a great year, I feel, I mean, it hasn't played enough of the games. Yeah. And, and you're saying this here, Greg, I highly recommend you give some of these games a shot.
0: It's totally okay for none of those games to appeal to you. Because, like, I could easily sit in a situation where, like, Control, Outer Worlds, Death Stranding, Smash Brothers, all of those are, like, none of these are my jam. I want a, like, AAA single player, like, a Red Dead Redemption, God Mm -hmm. of War. Like, if you play mostly those games, this year probably isn't great. On the other hand, like, if you play, if you have a, I don't want to say wider range, but, like, a more. Open thing to games in general. Like if you were, did look at Fire Emblem and go, "Yeah, I give that a shot," you probably ended up really loving that game. If you like, you gave uh, Disco Elysium or games like that a shot, then there's a decent chance you end up really liking it too. Yeah, I don't. You you made a tweet the other day. I'm trying to remember what the wording on that was.
1: I, I was just saying that it's the most interesting game of the year discussion we've ever had. Yeah. Where it's the first time there's not front runners. Right. right. There's, it's not like usually I would say there's three front runners a year. Where you're like, it's either this, this, or this. And even then, it's usually between this or this. And the third one's more like, a, well, if they split the vote, this one's going to win. Right? Like, I think of, like, uh, you know, the Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Horizon. Right. Right? Where it's like, Horizon was like in the conversation, for sure. But, like, everyone knew it was going to be either Breath of the Wild or Odyssey. Yeah. You know? But it's like, the last year, clearly, it was Red Dead or God of War. Like This year, I think, is so interesting where it's like you can talk to anybody and they have an amazing argument for why their game of the year is, should be a game of the year. And you're like, Huh, cool. Yeah. I totally buy it. It's like talking to people at IGN, GameSpot, to, to people here. It's like everybody seems to be on a different page and I totally understand where they're coming from because it's not just like a personal thing of like, oh, I like this better than that. It's like, no, here's why this is the game of the year. And it's like, fuck, you're right. Mm-hmm. And you talk to someone else, it's a totally different game equal reasoning
0: i think we have a tendency as a community to think of game of the year as the game with the least flaws and i think that's a boring way to look at it i think game of the year should be the game with the that spoke to you most personally so if it is like control or whatever game it was like if your game of the year was kind words i can totally accept that That that's a totally reasonable thing i remember last year at the game informer game of the year meeting by the time I walked into the meeting, well I figured I walked in because I phoned in. But <laughs> by the time that happened, I th- it was like literally my boss came and looked at me and he's like, so is it God of War or Red Dead? I'm like, for me, neither. Like, for me it is Monster Hunter World, because that was the game I spent the most amount of time playing this year. Yeah. But between those two, I chose God of War, because that was the what the the argument was about at that time.
1: Yeah, and then that's the thing though, is I feel like your own personal game of the year is one thing, but when you're talking like as an outlet and when you're talking about as a what is the actual game of the year Mm -hmm. it's not a personal thing I think at that point it becomes a what is the game that has the most positive uh, conversation around it and that is going to be looked back on in years as the game that best represents that year right you know and I feel like that's what makes this year a bit interesting where I wonder in 10 years if we're going to talk about any of these games the same way we talk about um, Red Dead, or uh, God of War, or Breath of the Wild. I think the answer is no, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that's a bad thing. It's just not every game could be the best game ever made.
0: On the other hand, like we're the only industry that treats that award like this. Mm-hmm. Like if you talk about Oscars, they have a Best Picture and a Best Director and all that stuff. We don't th- necessarily think of that as the- we like. We look at that and then for that night we say, oh, they got it right or they got it wrong, and usually we say they got it wrong. But for the most part, we don't say, hey, do you remember twenty? 20- Nineteen. that was totally defined by, God, what's going to win this year? Well, I think, it,
1: I think the difference there, though, is that everybody understands that the Oscars is the, the only one that matters. Uh-huh. Whereas with video games, the Game Awards aren't the end-all, be-all. It's the Game Awards and IGN and Game Informer and GameSpot. And everybody looks at each one of those with their, their own bias of which one they trust the most. Right. Right? So, like, that's why... You don't see best picture editions of movies come out for ten different movies a year, but you get game of the year editions from any game that even came out that year. Yeah, it,
0: it never. Ha- I remember Borderlands got a game of the year edition. I looked up like what outlet gave Borderlands game of the year, and none of them did. Yeah, so like you could just put it on there. Like who cares? So, but so I
1: there's a lot of differences there. Do you but
0: think I, there should be a consensus like argument? No, I, like
1: th- that's my thing is like I feel that video games are just different than than. Like, I don't understand the, like, vitriol and hate that I see towards the game awards, the awards side of game awards. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a positive thing. They're trying their best. They're making changes every year to try to adjust to, like make it make more sense. You can't please everybody. There's going to be 50% of the people watching like, oh my God, they're announcing more games instead of showing every damn award. Then there's going to be other people that are like, stop showing awards, no one cares. It's like it's an impossible premise to fix the, the quote-unquote problem of what the game awards is. I think it's an important thing. I think that the the amount of pomp and circumstance put into it and on top of that, the amount of thought and care put into the nomination process and how things happen and the transparency of it all being on the website of mm-hmm. how things happen it's still going to lead to people well, anytime Death Stranding wins an award snarky ass motherfuckers being like oh it's because uh, Jeff loves uh, Kojima and it's just like no it, that's not how this works mm-hmm. and you're just being ignorant because you want to push some agenda of the game awards being dumb I know? will
0: say like we talked about this a bit on Gamescast last week but the way the awards are created is it emphasizes the the need to play certain games and usually those will get more nominated because everyone in outlet has played a certain thing which is why like some games get up there because that's where the conversation is. My dream for these kinds of awards is to not even do it that year. Do it the next year, like let's say June, the next year, when everyone has had some time to play those games and have been like, okay, actually, maybe everybody played Death Stranding, but everybody liked Fire Emblem or Disco Elysium, or those are the games I'm picking out because those are on my list, but like Arcekara or, or whatever a lot more.
1: Like But see those awards happen. Like that's the Dice Awards. That's yes. the the all the other awards. But that nobody I pays don't know attention to I don't those. watch because they don't announce games there. Right. It's like people watch this because they announce games. Yeah. Right? It's like it's just such a different different product. And like I, I feel like if anything, game of the year and best game of the year could be different things. Mm-hmm. And like in that sense, when you add the word best, that's when you start talking about the more like where Fire Emblem can win. Mm-hmm. Whereas Final, I'm sorry, it's not game of the year. It's just that's just not how it works because not enough people played it. That what? needs to be part of the the conversation.
2: Game of the year is like, I I, I think that's a very like, um, weird take because like so many people were fucking talking about that game, right? And so but many more still... people played Final than but...
0: they played Control. Yeah, dude. Okay, cool. But. I'm not like this is not me standing for Fire Emblem specifically. And I mean, me, I, like, love, I
1: fucking love it. Fire
0: just on. I don't like the the amount of people played it argument, and that's the way it works. I agree with. But you. I
1: mean, that's the thing, man. It's like it's popularity. At the end of the day, it's yes. like that is that has to be factored into what game of the year is. Mm-hmm. It just does. Same thing with. It, that's how it works with any type of award, where it's just like the more people that have an opinion on a thing, if it's good, give it a better chance of winning the thing of the best thing of the year. Right? It's yes. simple math there.
0: And, like, I, I, I agree with you that's the way it works. I always wish. And, I, like, that's why I like doing with, with an outlet. I like that we have those debates about Game of the Year. And I like that we get it, make them public so people can see, that's one, awesome. how we do it, and, two, how bullshit the entire process is. I mean, the thing is, at
1: the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yes. Like, the conversation matters. And what does matter is that Fire Emblem's being brought up. More people are going to play Fire Emblem that would never give it a chance and be like, damn, that, that was my Game of the Year. Good. Right. Cool. They're gonna buy the next one. Fire Emblem is a fantastic franchise. Control, a g- good example. Support new IPs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but they need to be part of the conversation for for that. Control winning IGN's Game of the Year means so
0: much. Yes, and people got very pissed because of course like, they were making pissed actually pissed a, a very what? similar argument of, like a the Game of the Year needs to be X amount of like whatever metric of popularity you want to use. Like nobody's heard of Control. I've kind of been like wondering why people are so pissed about this specifically. Like, why does And I think people get offended at the idea that a game can be game of the year that they dismissed or did not like really pay much attention to.
1: Yeah, and the problem is there's no it's not like one group the other group. It's always just many people with many voices yes. with many opinions. But the fact of the matter is if there was a God of War this year, it would be game of the year. Right. Right. If and I use God of War just in the sense of a game that was bigger than Control, Control would have had no shot. But this year didn't have that, which allowed Control to get IGN's game of the year a very prestigious thing that's going to mean many, many, many more people pay attention to control. That's valuable. That's awesome. But that only happened because it's this year.
0: I mean, I, I agree. But I do think, like, I love the idea of the underdog game winning game of the year. And it so rarely happens. So I would love, like, the if, let's say, in a alternate universe, Control came out last year, exactly the same kind of game, like, all, all the same things. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would have stood a chance against any Red Dead Redemption or God? No,
1: for it? It, it simply wouldn't. And that's why, going back to the question here from Greg, this is a great year for games. So many great games are, are able to be in the game of the year conversation and deserve being in the game of the year conversation.
0: I was looking up uh, when the Link Between Worlds came out. It was 2013. I don't remember exactly what came out that year, but I remember it being pretty good. Uh, that was the PS4 launch year, so that was like Mario, our 3D world, and all that. Like, yeah. a, a decent number of games came out that year. That mm-hmm. we, and, like, I think it was Last of Us year as well. Yeah. yeah it L- was. Last of Us also came out that year. GameSpot gave a Link Between Worlds their game of the year that year. I remember thinking, holy shit, that's brave. Yeah. Because that is not the kind of game that wins game of the year. And I love that idea. I'm not necessarily choosing my game of the year based on that, but I think if if at the end of the day what you enjoy, or the game you enjoyed most is what you chose, because we, we talked about it a little bit of our forgetting something you said, but... You mentioned this is like this is a game of the year kind of game. And the game of the year kind of games we always look at are either first person whatever or third person action. That's the only kinds we ever pick.
1: I mean, I don't know, man. To me, Journey was a game of the year. When you play like holy shit, this game is fantastic. We get a rare exception. And it and it got a bunch of game of the year wins, right? Um both from IGN and I think it was Game Awards too, right? Yeah, Game Awards gave it to to Journey. But then it's like Last of Us came out, and it's like I feel like boiling that game down to just being like, "Oh, it's just a third person action game." Is like a disservice to the fact that it is, it was the game of the year. Mm -hmm. Like it just was. I mean, Leap Between Worlds is fantastic. It's not Last of Us, (laughs) and
2: Last of Us did something. But that's uh, 2013 wasn't only just the Last of Us year, guys. It was Grand Theft Auto V.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like there, there were a lot of options, and I think if the I respect the hell out of the decision to go against the grain. But also, I think if a game is the game, like, if it is legitimately the game you enjoy the most, that should be what you choose. Yeah. Like, if if the question is, what is the game doing new, then Mario Odyssey wouldn't have been a part of the conversation in 2017. Because it was just a, we took Mario 64 and we made it better.
1: I disagree with that. I feel like it was like the the amount of they made they combined the Mario gameplay and Banjo gameplay and made both better and more fun. Like they they made Collectathon fun. Mm -hmm. Like that's a I think major accomplishment.
0: I I disagree a little about that. Like like I kind of think that they they put too many moons in that game. But also you're not supposed to ever get all the moons. Like whoever does that is a crazy person.
2: Brian Altano.
0: Yes, Brian Altano is a crazy person but i also think like we shouldn't measure solely by impact it should be we're we're we're, we're talking I mean, in circles no, no dude point, i'm with you
1: that it shouldn't solely be on impact but i i think to not count impact is it's not favorite game of the year right it's just not but i think it
0: should be and i think I, that should be like how should we define game of the year but
1: i love that th- there are multiple outlets there is not one Deciding outlet or mm-hmm. award show that is like this is the game of the year. Right. It's a bunch of shit that doesn't actually matter that just helps to sell games more and like that's a sell great games more. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That Gamespot gave uh, Link to the Past the award. That IGN just gave Control. It's like cool. Those things are always going to happen. Next to The Last of Us. World I would Wars. like to
0: see a world where Return of the Obra Dinn beats games like God of War and Red Dead Redemption and because
1: I, Game of the Year is. And I think that if that game. Resonated on the level it needed to, it could have. Look at Journey. Right. You know, it's possible and it can happen, but there needs to be a swell of impact around it that brings it to that level.
0: It also needs to be backed by a major publisher to do that, which is also part of a problem. Yeah. But I'm going to skip one of these questions and we're, we're going to have to be back here in a couple of hours. Anyway, but. Nanobiologist writes in, Hey guys, the holidays are coming up, so what are your fondest holiday memories? Is there a special game you tie to the season? Are there any holiday specific treats you tie to gaming while on winter break? Thanks, the merry nanobiologist. I'm trying to think. I... Cider. Like apples, like a spice cider or whatever. For whatever reason, I just tie that completely to gaming during winter. Hmm. i I'm guess. a fan of cider. Yeah. Just in general. Like hot chocolate too. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my, my not so much uh, treats or anything, but, like, games that I tie to the holidays. Like, when I really think about, like, Christmas time and video games, it was the, the GameCube coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like, what, November, like, 15th or some shit. And then Melee didn't come out until December 3rd for some weird reason. Right. Like, it got delayed, like, two weeks after launch when it was supposed to be a launch title. And I remember buying my GameCube on the launch day. And it was a, a Christmas present. So my mom then wrapped the GameCube and put it in the closet to like keep it away from me. I didn't have a game anyway. Mm-hmm. But I remember sneaking in and opening it and holding the GameCube controller, pretending I was playing Smash Brothers <laughs> and having to wait for it to come out. And then eventually, December 3rd, getting it, and the whole month of December, having to unwrap and play when she was gone and then rewrap the fucking thing until Christmas. It was a disaster.
0: (laughs) Was she able able to tell? Oh, yeah, no, I
1: got caught constantly and kept getting in trouble, but I'm like, motherfucker, it's Melee. Yeah, hide it better. I don't know who this Roy motherfucker is. (laughs) (laughs) I need to learn more. I need to get educated on firearms so one day it can win game of the year.
0: I remember like reading Japanese sites when I was like, God, how old would I have been then? It would have been like 14, 15. But like... Reading Japanese websites to just had screenshots of the game. Like, there's no way this game looks that good. Like, yeah. this looks way too good for a video game.
1: I love Smash Brothers.
0: <laughs> Time to squat up. This is from Vitz Patel. Or is it, yeah. yeah. Yep, Vitz Patel. Oi, Governor. Just looking to put a squad up for an amazing artist in the community, Nerf Alice. And wants you to find them on Twitter. One of the best artists I know, at Nerf Alice on Twitter, would love to have 1,000 followers. Would love the best friends could help her get to this number to showcase more of her art. She's super kind and amazing in the community, handing out her art at the Kind of Funny London World Tour.
1: Nerf Alice is the greatest of all time. Definitely go follow her. She's awesome. Her art's fantastic. Um, Very valued member of the community. Mm -hmm. That's a Vitz.
0: Yeah, at Nerf, N-E-R-F, Alice, A-L-I-C-E, one word. All right, we're going to check you're wrong. People have been telling us what we got wrong throughout the show. It's impossible. We didn't get anything wrong. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, that was that cross thing that Barrett showed us for a nanobiologist. Uh, Mortal Kombat usually has an announcement during TTAs. Yeah, yeah, we already corrected. Or thought about that. Yeah.
1: Oh, Nambal says missed out today. Forza Horizon Four is the Eliminator Battle Royale mode. Oh yeah, out. I saw that last night. I just uh, came it came out It looks nowhere. fucking awesome.
0: Is it's it just like a detru- it's destruction. It's like derby?
1: metal destruction derby, but just with Forza cars and mm. it's battle royale.
0: Do you get weapons or is it like?
1: Just... No, it looked like you just kind of bounce into each other.
0: Okay, that's so cool. That is destruction derby, which is for some reason on the PlayStation Classic. That, and that. That's it. That looks like everything we have to do. Remember, we got the game awards watched later tonight. Mm-hmm. We don't know if we're doing the pre show yet, but probably not.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Stay tuned. So we'll Twitter.com like, slash kinda of funny
2: bids.
0: But we're at least for sure going show. to be live at five thirty Pacific mm-hmm. to talk over the game awards and see who got stuff right. We should I'm
1: excited, man. It's gonna be a good one. We should put some bets on it.
0: And tomorrow we're hosting I like Snowbike Mike's joining us tonight for the GGAs. Yes. I am hosting tomorrow with him. Yes, you are. And then next week, I didn't write it down, but I believe it's, I need to double look, actually.
1: It's a surprise.
0: Yeah. Okay, it's a surprise. We're not going to talk about it.
1: (laughs) I don't know. It's not really a surprise, but (laughs) I don't know the answer. Oh, yeah.
0: It's Greg and Matt from Senzaru on Monday. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, that'll be it for today. Guys, thank you for coming. We'll see you in a couple of hours for the VGAs, but stay tuned.
1: Yep. Bye.